This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're collectively known as the Caring Place and have been taking care of people experiencing homelessness, people who fall into the cracks for 97 years. We started in 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett, and I can't believe it. I have to pinch myself. I've been here almost 30 years. This is my 29th year of helping those in the greatest of need, and what a joy, what a privilege it has been to be able to see men, women, and children over the years come in just the way they are, hopeless, full of despair, wondering if they could change, and then being able to share the love of God in practical ways and seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men and women and their families uh, be restored, get employment, find housing, and more than just that, be better people, be happier people, be people who want to give back to the community and people who develop a relationship with God. Again, I am so blessed. I'm so happy. And and I know we have a tremendous staff. We have a tremendous team, but we really rely on the community. We rely on you in so many different ways. We rely on your financial blessings. It takes a lot of money to rent our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward County. Uh, you know, just turning the lights on, keeping the water hot, preparing the food, transporting the clients, paying for all the incidentals. You always need insurance. Those are the hard costs, the operations cost. It's not sexy. It's not what people like to give to, but it's a reality of life. Now, we do receive funding from the Miami Homeless Trust, Miami-Dade Homeless Trust, for one part of our program, the Overnight Emergency Program. And we also receive money from the Broward County Commissioners through the Homeless Initiative Partnership for some of our services in on our Broward Centers. But it's not all 100%. And so we rely and have relied, and I've been here, like I said, almost 30 years, and seeing uh, people, families, individuals, you know, moms and dads, just give financially. Some are giving monthly through our Meals a Month program. Others are giving throughout the season. You know, like they give during Easter, they give during the summer, they give during the fall. And uh, also, we want to thank all the businesses that have come alongside of us. We've had to write some grants and seek some foundations. Uh, but all in all, uh, we're able to continue to serve almost 1,000 men, women, and children every single day. For example, in our Miami Center, we have a uh, indoor meals program. It's four days a week where men and women line up. Um, some of them, most of them are homeless, but a lot of them aren't. They're just in the area. They're impoverished. They're struggling financially. They're just one stone throw away from becoming homeless. And we'll offer them an evening meal, some maybe some interaction with a case manager or a volunteer, how things going in their life, how can we help them, a change of clothes, a shower, hygiene products, and then the meal. I'm telling you just that by itself. Can you imagine 
you know, four or 500 people, four days a week coming to your home and what that would cost you. But yet through that program, we're able to help many people uh, stay away from becoming homeless, be reunified with their family, or there's many cases people will come into our program and help get their lives transformed. We can't do it without you. Our volunteer force, every single year they do things like serve in the kitchen, prepare the meals. They come out on our special outreaches, our Thanksgiving on Good Friday, our Thanksgiving in the fall, our our Christmas celebration. They come in and, and sometimes in large groups and they'll completely redo a room. You know, there's a lot of wear and tear on our furniture and, and our mattresses and our pillows and our just the walls and our bathrooms. And they'll come in and say, let us do a mini makeover. And they'll just replenish everything. They'll put new mattresses. They'll paint the walls. They'll put in curtains and just make the place look nice. And we're so appreciative of that. Or they'll come out and do a, a special project in landscaping. Uh, we've had people work in our permanent housing properties where they actually go out there and put in sod and plants and so on. So there is always a way for you to get involved. Just go to caringplace.org. You'll see all the different ways. And again, from the bottom of my heart and all those that we serve, thank you. Thank our community for coming alongside of us. We can't do it without you. And in fact, right now, we have our summer camp program in our Miami Community Activity Center. During the school year, we've partnered with CARE Elementary. That's Christian Academy for Reaching Excellence. It's a separate, a nonprofit. They run the day school and they run the out-of-school program during the school year. But we step up to the plate when there's breaks in the, in the school year and during the summer. We've done this for many, many years. And we have about 120 children between 5 and 15 that are coming to our summer camp. It's six weeks of fantastic fun. They're going to go on field trips. They're going to have arts and music and drama. They'll have some educational classes thrown in there. Uh, they're just going to have a blast. And it does cost us. Now, these are for kids. Some of them are homeless, but most of them are from the community. They're from very financially challenged families where, you know, mom or, or mom and dad cannot simply afford to send them to any kind of a camp. And it cost us roughly at bare bones is $60 per week per child. Now that includes all the field trips, the transportation, the supervision, uh, food, $60. So that's $12 a day. And so we're asking people to become sponsors at $60 per child per week. $360 is for the entire summer. You can go to caringplace.org slash camp. That's caringplace.org slash camp. Or just go to our main website there, caringplace.org, and see how to, to get involved. You know, these kids are having a great time. Uh, they would probably be sitting home. Some of them might getting into trouble. You know how the summer is when you have idle hands. Uh, some of them will just be bored silly. And yet this is a safe, loving environment where they have plenty of supervision. They just have a great time. They learn to sing. They do dance and artwork and have special activities throughout the entire summer. Uh, they do get their food included. And so this is a top rated, in my opinion, I know, I know I'm not sounding as partial as could be, but top rated summer camp for children every year 
the campers have a great time. We get tremendous feedbacks, not only from the kids, but from the parents, and they're so thankful. So again, it's $60 for one week for one child. That's $360 for the entire summer or whatever you can do. Uh, again, go to our website at caringplace.org slash camp. And, and talking about summer, you know, up, up north, we have our very, very cold days where it causes a lot of problems for people that are experiencing homelessness. There's never enough shelter, so they're, some of them are still continuing to live in the very sub-zero freezing weather or they go inside a shelter. And down here, the difference is, yes, we have some cold days, and we're overrun uh, when it gets down to the 30s and 40s. People just seem to can't handle that, and it certainly is very, very cold. But our challenge during the summer is how hot and how muggy and how rainy it is because many of the people that are still on the streets and haven't made the decision to get off the streets, uh, they are battling how to stay dry, you know, how to stay hydrated, how to keep their clothes, you know, because now they're wet, they're damp, uh, the sun doesn't come out, it continues to rain, where can they get away from the rain? Do they hide in an abandoned building? Do they, where they go, where do they go? Do they jump into the library? It's a real challenge and more and more people will come through our doors in Broward and in Miami during the summertime. Now, they're coming in not just because they want a program. They're coming in because they're hot and they need a change of clothes and they're tired and they need some food. And we say that hope often begins with a meal. That's the first time that we can interact with people uh, coming off the streets by giving them a, a friendly smile. Uh, telling them that we love them, tell them that God loves them, and here's a delicious meal. In fact, if you come on the right day, you get a change of clothes and you get your some hygiene products and so on. We want to encourage people to get off the street, and the best way to do that is to offer them a meal. You can help us with their meals program. Maybe summer camp is not something that tickles you, but you can help us during the summer. We call it our summer slump. Go to caringplace.org and donate. Either become a member of our Meals a Month Club or just help us. $2.10 will provide one meal. Well, God bless you. We got a tremendous program, so stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD or more Mission Possible. Leon Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. Uh, we have in the studio with us today friends of the Miami Rescue Mission. I mean, we're, we're, we're no strangers to the Jewish Community Services. Welcome Abe Rotman and Fred Stock, the Chairman of the Board and the CEO for the Jewish Community Services of South Florida. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. And Abe, I know we met recently. You went to our Thanksgiving on Good Friday event. Thank you so much for doing that. It was so great to have you there. Uh, but today we're here to talk about all everything that you guys do. I mean, I know you guys do so much in our community and for our community. Tell me about the Jewish Community Services. So believe it or not that JCS, which is what we go by, yes. was founded in 1920. Wow. So it's about to celebrate its centennial anniversary, uh, making it one of the oldest social service agencies in all of Miami-Dade County. Um, so JCS, along with its 211 Miami programs, has become one of the largest and most influential social service agencies in the entire state of Florida. And, and we're so proud that we serve the entire community, regardless of race, ethnic origin, sexual orientation, 
income, immigration status, or even language. Uh, we can help people in Creole, Spanish, obviously English, and <laughs> even Russian, because we have a number of clients who need those communications. Isn't, isn't that amazing? I mean, 1920, that was two years before the Miami Rescue Mission was founded. So we are like right there with you guys. That's really amazing. And you mentioned 211, and you mentioned all the programs that you guys are doing. And I know you told me uh, off the air when we were talking that you have three programs specifically for our Jewish community, correct? Yes. But then you have how many others for the other for the rest of our community? So in total, we have a budget of approximately $28 million. Wow. And within that, we serve 45 different programs, three of which are focused on the Jewish community and 42 other programs that are focused on the entire community, the broader community. So many of our programs and all of our programs touch different pieces or different parts of the community. So for example, we provide an array of services to children um, in our counseling and, and, and child-focused programs, and we have tremendous community relationships in order to provide these services. So for example, we're in over 60 public schools directly where we're providing professional counseling services dealing with all kinds of issues that children present with. And a, a large focus is dealing with issues related to trauma. Uh, many children in our communities, unfortunately, live in very difficult circumstances. And we're here as a resource to be able to really help those children and their parents um, improve the quality of their lives and, and really be able to take advantage of everything that the schools have to offer so they can get a great education. And that's amazing because, you know, what I see with you guys, and, and again, you're not strangers. I've done other interviews with other beautiful members of your organization. And I know I have a, a great idea of everything that you guys are offering to me is pretty much building a better community, building a better future for all of us. And I know we were talking uh, earlier, like us, right? There's some things that you guys cannot help with, but you were telling me about your wonderful referral services. Tell me more about that. So we have um, an organization called 211 Miami, which serves the entire broader community. And it does that by employing an information and resource service called 211. So anywhere in the county, you just dial 211 and we'll answer the phone. Anytime, any day, they're open all the time. 24-7. Yes. And we have within that hotline um, different types of programs that we can cater to help people towards. There's a program that we have that helps veterans throughout the state of Florida, and in particular Miami-Dade County. Uh, these are people that are facing difficulties from having come back from war and are trying to transition back to civilian life. We have a program within the 211 system that helps children called Help Me Grow. It's an incredible initiative. Um, we have another program that helps um, address the suicide crisis that's uh, unfortunately affecting our country and in our county in particular. And the numbers are really scary. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys were telling me about how many calls you guys get a month on a monthly basis. 
So, so on average a month, we're, we have about 15,000 calls a month That's that we take through, the, through our hotline. Unfortunately, the need is great. And, and as Abe mentioned, we're available 24-7, seven days a week. We have multiple suicide hotlines addressing specific populations. And as Abe pointed out, we, we provide information referral services. We have a database of over 4,500 agencies so that whatever human service you need in our community, 211 is the number to call because we can either provide the services directly through JCS or we can refer you to an appropriate agency so you can get um, the help that you need. Um, and and our, our goal, unfortunately, is to grow these services and to do more. Um, yes. Because unfortunately, as you point out, the needs are great. We live in challenging times and, and people need to know that there's a resource that is always available to them that can help them. And I'm no expert, but I know that a person can go from depression to I want to take my life, unfortunately. So we have to be very alert with our loved ones, with people that we live with, with people that we work with, right? And be very alert. And I know that if the person is not calling 211 or Jewish Community Services directly, a family member can call, right? Am I right? Yes. I mean, they can get the referrals. They can get anything that they can get to help the individual. Right. I mean, why not? We have to help each other, and we have to be aware of that. So the way that plays out a lot of times is you'll get a call from a parent because they're having issues with their son, maybe in school, or they think their son may be participating in dangerous behavior, either using drugs or alcohol. And so the parent will call, can you give me some resources that I can go with my child to to get help for some of the issues that they're dealing with and 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 we do we get those call multiple calls that address those kinds of things so yes the resource is not only for the caller themselves who's needing help but it's a resource for parents to be able to call to get services for their loved ones again who are who are suffering so it's a tremendous tremendous resource this is great great news for our community i mean you're not alone uh ask for help uh, it doesn't matter who you're calling uh jewish community services 211 any other organization in our community it's good to reach out for help yes absolutely and and good mental health people who need the counseling services is a crucial component to building and strengthening personal relationships and professional relationships to empower individuals and really help them rebuild their lives so we have these trained counselors um, these are this is not a call center based in india somewhere this is people here <laughs> thank you for clarifying that <laughs> yes. these are these are trained professionals in the social work field who are who are dealing with in some cases these life-threatening crises and um, can really help people move along and 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 prevent any serious situation for them and have you know dire consequences and i know that in order for you guys to to do the tremendous work that you're doing our community can be a part of it i know that you guys accept the volunteers you have a process for that i know that you guys are always asking the community for help you host many events uh, how can people find you talk to me about social media how can uh, individuals how can our listeners be in touch with you guys 
So, um, of course, we have a website, www.jcsfl.org. We also have a Facebook page as well, so you can learn about the work that we're doing and the programs that we're running and, and the outreach that we're doing. And part of that outreach, exactly as you said, is we, we are always looking for volunteers. And one place where we've been focusing a lot of energy on is you can volunteer um, to, to be a counselor uh, at, at 211 Miami. And, and take some of the calls that are out there that we're dealing with. We have about eight volunteers now that are helping us meet those needs because the needs are so great. We also have two events in the year where we invite families to visit seniors in their home, um, and, and we would invite the community to participate in that. And that's another way to, to do volunteer work. And then the third way, very quickly, is to do work in scene with seniors going to their homes, visiting them, and providing friendly visiting for those folks. You heard it. Jewish Community Services on Facebook, their website, Instagram. If you want to call me, Leon, here at the Mission, I'll give you all of the information. Thank you so much, Abe and Fred, for joining us today. Thank Our you. pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. Uh, we have in the studio with us today Luisa Marin, uh, instructor of Zumba, and Javier Crespo, the manager of Boom Boom Sport Fitness. Hello. Luisa, Javier. Hi. Hey, welcome. Thank you, us. Thank you so much for coming. I'm going to begin by thanking you once again. Um, let me go back to how we met, Luisa. Yes. We met uh, during Christmas time. Yeah. You and all your fellow instructors. Instructed Zumba. Instructor. Exactly. You got together. Yes. And you wanted to put together toys for the children. Yes. And that's how we met, okay? Mm -hmm. You guys did an amazing class. I remember at, at one of the LA Fitness, uh, who was so nice also to allow you to do beautiful this event. Beautiful day. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful day. And after that, I ask you to be the Zumba instructor for the last fitness event that we hosted uh, for the women and children. So thank you so much because it is through these events that we are able to raise money that we need so much to continue the programs for women and children that are victims of domestic violence and abuse. Javier, tell me a little bit about Boom Boom Sport Fitness. Well, what do you guys do? Well, yeah. uh, we are a, a fitness studio. Uh, we offer different classes, uh, kind of classes. We have a fitness class like uh, Zumba. We have yoga. We have uh, fit combat, um, and we have a weight training area that is a uh, wonderful for uh, all the uh, training. And also we have dance class. We have yes. an academy salsa class. Yeah, oh, we I have love salsa, it. We have bachata, bachata class. We have um, kizomba classes. Yes. Wow. So uh, we offer a different. Um, uh, specialities and different fitness class and everything for for you know get health all the time and it's, it's, a, it's a good uh, tell us the address of the gym I know where it is I mean I I can't wait to visit you guys I mean I've been saying this since I met Luisa the first time yes. I really want to go because I know it's very close to the mission but go ahead Javier yeah, give sure. our listeners the address and the phone number yeah, yeah. sure we are located at um, Little Havana okay it's a uh, 16 uh, Southwest uh, 12th Court, Miami, Florida 33135. Okay, and yeah, we are open at uh, 7 a.m., 7:30 a.m. Uh, through 11 p.m. So we have wow, uh, yeah, yes. Have, so 
Is that Monday through From, Sunday? Yes. yes, Monday through Friday in that um, schedule. And Saturday we open at 8.30 through 2 p.m. 2 p.m. There is no excuse. No. Yes. Anyone who wants to get in shape, yes. who wants to be healthier, yeah. who likes to dance. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to have any of the other reasons. I mean, if you just like to dance and have fun. And I'm going to say it. I was in the class with Luisa. I was there. <laughs> and all of our supporters were there. You are so much fun. Thank you, are you so much. You are a firecracker. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You had everyone dancing and working out, and they were not even feeling it. Yeah. They were having so much fun with you. Yeah. Fun. I got so many compliments after, yes. and I know that, that you true. have the other classes also, yes. Yes. besides the Zumba. Tell me a little bit more about those salsa classes. I mean, how interesting. Well, this is a amazing uh, kind of class. It's, uh, it's an academy. It's, it's academy. So uh, you start to um from the first to from the beginning like if you don't know step. anything yeah right like no. you don't know anything we have we um we have two kind of salsa there classes we have uh salsa one-on-one uh, -on -one, it's salsa linear yeah and also we have uh, the cuban style salsa okay that's amazing because let me tell you i know how to dance salsa of course you know i'm cuban so yeah. god knows i know uh, but if you don't know if you don't know anything how wonderful that you guys can teach them from the very beginning yes. all the way to when you're a pro mm -hmm. right that's amazing javier luisa i cannot thank you enough all of our listeners once again this is boom boom sport fitness and it's located at a16 southwest 12th court and they can get in touch with you guys at what number Javier. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can contact us at 305-767-8657. You got it. 305-767-8657. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. again. Well, once again, we get to that part of the program where we get to talk to people who are going through life change. I have with me today Dennis. And Dennis, thank you so much for being with us. I know it's difficult to really... Uh, tell your story, but you are brave and I know courageous and you're going to help someone as they listen to your story and what's happened to you. So, Dennis, thank you again for being here. Oh, thank you very much, Ms. Brownman, for this opportunity to share my story concerning how I got to the Miami Rescue Mission. Well, let's go back, though, in time, even way before that. Let's go back maybe into your childhood. What kind of upbringing do you feel like you had? Well, I was born and raised in Miami, Florida in 1960, and I grew up in the neighborhood that we call Overtown. And at a very young age, I got caught up in the street hustle, and I became a street hustle, which led me to getting involved in criminal activity, which led me to multiple trips of juvenile detention, multiple trips to jail, multiple trips to prison, and during my last trip to prison, seven months after that, I reverted back to drinking and drugging, which led me to multiple trips uh, in and out of drug treatment programs, in which I hurt a lot of people. I hurt myself, and I lost a lot of jobs. I lost a lot of cars, a lot of clothing, a lot of everything that I had accomplished during those, that process, that up and down process. And you lost self-esteem. And I lost self-esteem, self-respect, and I burned up 
everything. I burned up everybody that I love, everything that I love, which led me to become homeless. Hmm. Now, you had said that you had some uh, family that was here in Miami, um, but even, I don't know if it was your niece or somebody close to you said that uh, they would let you sleep on their porch but not come in the house to sleep. How, how did that make you feel? Well, that really hurted me, but I know that was the right thing for her to do because, you know, I don't know about nobody else, but if somebody that's using cracks and, and got and addicted to drugs, I don't think I let them live in my house neither. You know, I I'd be there for them, but I wouldn't want nobody to live in my house where I have to watch everywhere they go. You know, I I don't be able to get no sleep because I got to watch them everywhere they go because drug addiction mm-hmm. leads to to stealing and cheating and all type of you know. Was there any was there any time during this process of just um you know falling 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 and even prison and falling back that ever that uh, you did feel that listen I have to change there has to be something different or did you just feel trapped within the circle? Yeah, I felt very trapped, but um I knew that it was a way out deep down in my heart and in my mind, but. Was I'm gonna make the decision to, to make that move to try to get out? So I, I just kept running until I got to the point to where I was just tired. Very now, tired. You had said off air you actually came to the mission. You were hungry. Um, you came for a meal, and you were actually leaving. And somebody you knew who was already in the program, but you knew them, spoke to you. What what happened? Oh, yeah, what happened then is that I one Sunday, I don't know what led me over that way, but some led me to the mission and to go get something to eat because I know that they feed on Sundays, the outside guests, but they have to go to church first. So I went in, I went to church, and then I went in to eat around about 11.30, um, and I ate, and then I walked out the door, and when I, as I was walking and going about my business, I heard somebody call me from behind, and I looked back, and it was a guy that I know from the mission, and he witnessed to me and said to me, you down, what you going to do? You going to stay down or you going to get up? And he gave me $5, and I left. And when I left, and... and Dennis, we're going to stop you there because we're going to come back in just a moment and finish that. Listen, you want to hear... What happened when your friend called you and said, listen, you need to come into the mission. So don't change that dial. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Dennis's story. Well, I hope you didn't turn the dial because we were right in the middle of Dennis's story. Um, When we hear these stories of life changes, people come into the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers. It is really um, an amazing story. Each one, man, woman, child, they as they come in, these are real life-changing stories. So, Dennis, we were at the point where you had come to the mission for a meal and you were leaving, but someone called your name. What happened? And when he when I'm, uh, my friend called my name, I turned back and he went to talking to me and he said, uh, witnessing to me, and he said, um, you down, what you going to do? You going to stay down or you going to get up? So I really ain't say nothing. And, he, and then he gave me $5, and I walked off and went about my business. 
But during that, that 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 day and all that day and all that night, all the way to the next morning, I was thinking about what he said. So it was really bothering me, and I knew I was tired, and I was very tired. So I say, I'm going to the mission. So I got this my stuff. time was more for a meal. You knew you were coming in and say, I'm going to be part of the program. I knew I was coming in not just for no meal, but the to get the rest that I need, to get the help that I need, to get the salvation that I need. Mm. So I, I made up my mind, and, and I and I and I counted the cost because I know what I was gonna have to go through there in order to to, to make it to the end. So I prepared myself to to, to do the program. So it's a mental, um, you know, preparing, right? Yes, ma'am. You have to mentally say, I'm going to stay no matter what. Right, because I know from what I understood and what I witnessed that the first six to seven days of the program is the hardest. Mm-hmm. It's the, if you could get through those six to seven days, then you have some, 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 some like a burden to be lifted off your shoulder. And um, during the first two weeks of those six to seven days, I was trying to figure out how can I get high and stay in the program and mm. keep my bed. Wow. Wow. But thank God I didn't do that. And then during the next, you know, six to four weeks, I was thinking about should I stay or should I go? It's like I was procrastinating. One day I want to stay, and the next day I want to go. Mm. And then I, I, and some days I'd be thinking, man, what I'm doing here? I could be out there working, making me some money, not realizing that that wasn't going to work. You know, that just how, you know, messed up I was mentally. But thank God for the mission. It really helped me get to the point where I'm at today. I thank all the staff. Mm. I thank I thank all the residents that helped me get to this point because it don't be for the staff and the resident. I might have would have walked up out of there, but thank God I didn't. Okay, so do you have a goal right now? Yeah, my goal is to um, complete the program. Get in. My number one goal is to is to to stay connected to God. Because I, I, I renew my faith with God. I renew my relationship with God since I've been to the mission. Thanks to the, the, the staff and the, and the resident that led me back to that point. And um, since I have done that, I want to stay connected to God. I want to stay connected to the mission because that's been one of my major problems. Is not staying connected to God not staying connected to the place to where I got the help from. So that's what I want to do. And not only that, I want to do what the Miami Rescue Mission do is to help people get their life back on track, help people get off the sidewalk, mm. out of abandoned buildings, out of sleeping in cars, and help them get a new life in Christ. Well, it sounds like you're going to... Uh, be connected to the ministry and God's got a plan for you Dennis and uh, you're going to help a lot of other people please pray for Dennis 
uh, as he continues this path. This is not easy after having a life that was over and over and over, um, just hurting and going down uh, relapse after relapse, and now having this mindset that um, I am going to stay connected to God and I'm going to stay connected to the ministry. So thank you for sharing, Dennis. I know it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. God bless you. And I want to thank you for letting me share, Ms. Brown. And thank you very much. God bless you too. Amen. Amen. Well, what a tremendous program. It's always great to hear a changed life. You know, we're serving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every day over the course of a year, close to maybe ten or 12,000 individuals, and yet it boils down to one person. You know, everyone that you see that you may pass on the street that's homeless, there's more to the story. You know, many times it's very easy to look at somebody who's panhandling and say, well, if they can panhandle and they can stay on their own two feet, well, they can get a job and they can keep a job. And maybe that's true. But more likely, more than likely, that person is suffering either from an addiction that keeps them from really being a good employee and showing up every day, or they have mental illness, or sometimes there's both. There's mental illness and there's drug addiction. Or there's somebody, you know, I've met people that have come through our centers. They look, they've been uh, librarians, stockbrokers, business people, and you say, what happened? And then you learn about some tragic event uh, that just was unforeseen where a car crash takes out the mom and two kids and the person just doesn't do well and they end up just lost and they don't care about life and they end up on the streets and they're highly depressed and they just can't function. So you don't know. Maybe that person you're passing by that's sleeping on the bus bench or maybe that person that's walking up and down the roadway speaking to the sky. I mean, how, how do you think they can really... Um, make it in life. That's why our centers in Miami and in Broward have been serving people in great need for almost 100 years. You know, I am so blessed. I said that earlier in the program. I am so blessed to be a part of this ministry. I feel I have the best job in the whole world. I have the kind of job that I would love to do even if I didn't get one penny for any salary. I feel committed. Uh, I have a lovely wife, Marilyn Brummett, who's on the show so many times. And uh, she is committed. She's our development director. We're a team in this ministry. We're able to see and work uh, with all different types of groups of people from all denominations, from all different faiths, from all different businesses and all walks of life. And yet the common goal is that how can how can we help when I get up in the morning and during the day? How can we help someone get off the street? Uh, enter one of our programs, get get the help that they need, because when they come to one of our programs, you know, we, we say hope often begins with the meal, and that is our calling card. That is our hook. Uh, you can get involved and become a Meals a Month sponsor or just help us uh, during the really summer slump months. It's $2.10 a meal by going to caringplace.org. Click on one of those buttons to help us. But when they come in and they get that meal, they're going to get encouragement. Someone's going to smile at them. Someone's going to welcome them. And maybe what they're going through is so horrendous, but here's somebody that's coming alongside of them. And they'll meet other men and women in the program that maybe they saw on the streets. And they say, wow, that's Jimmy over there. I remember he used to be the... The, he used to get high every day, and look at him now. He's got a shirt and a tie on, and he's serving. He's serving me, 
And that's how it often begins. It's just, you know, giving back and giving back and giving back. I do want to remind you, along with all the homeless services, we do have preventative services going on this summer. That's in our community activity center. We have our summer camp program. It's six weeks. It's just a blast for the kids. Uh, every child, uh, the base cost is like $60 a week per child. So that's $360 for the entire summer. You can help sponsor a child. Many of these children are from, well, almost all of them are from highly uh, financially uh, disadvantaged families. The families could not send them to a camp normally. And so we step in. These are kids that are homeless and they're also kids that are in our neighborhood. So please help us. It's $60 per child per week or $360 uh, for one child for the entire summer. God bless you. Again, I don't take it lightly. You can give your money anywhere. You can volunteer anywhere. We love our volunteers. We love our donors. And the most most thing that we want you to know is that for everything that you do for us, we want to make sure that we are helping someone in the greatest of need. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And tune in next week right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.